0: Hey everybody, welcome to the Out show. Andrew here. Happy Monday. We have a great show for us today. We're talking about biblical modesty. Do you think you're doing it too
1: much maybe?
0: What this? Yeah. Am I a distraction? If I'm walking on the beach like this, would I distract you? Well, what would you look at? My face? Or would you look at my body?
1: I don't know how We're to gonna talk, that. We're going to talk.
0: Yeah, that's actually, I don't want you to answer that, in yep. fact, because I'd be a little bit uncomfortable if you said you noticed my body. Um, listen, we should get the experts in here. Yeah. We should talk about this. It's important. And I really need to go change because I am literally, I feel drips coming down my head and my body. Enjoy the show. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I saw a guy here last night. There were actually two. So I said to myself, why not re-comfort them with the gospel?
2: Well, where are they?
1: I don't see them. They should be coming by. Where's your robe, Ignacio? It was a stinky. But these are my recreation clothes.
3: They look immodest.
1: Thank you, I mean, yes. It may have the appearance of immodesty, but beneath the clothes, we find a man. And beneath the man, we find modesty.
3: Modesty? Yes. Ignacio, what is modesty?
1: To tell you the truth, sister, I don't know.
3: I think I know someone who can help. The world? No, the in doubt show.
1: I'm not listening to you, you're crazy. Maybe, sister, you could join me tonight in my quarters and we could watch the show and have some toast. Sure. Okay. 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 Good show.
0: All right, happy Monday, everybody. Welcome to the In Doubt Show. Happy Monday. Thank happy you. Thank Monday. You. They're excited. They're they excited. Are, excited as usual. As usual. Um, <laughs> oh, someone brought an air horn in today. Wow. Lady, can you just put that away? (laughs) Just kidding. Um, Anyways, happy Monday. Uh, Chris, how are you? I'm doing well. Yeah? Good weekend? Everything's good? Yeah. Awesome. Um, I'm excited about today. Uh, We have a great show for us today. We're talking about something that's pretty intense, but just something that's important for us to kind of walk through. But we have a guest in third chair today, and we did talk about that in season two, starting in September. We're going to be having a rotating third chair uh, but we thought, you know what, we should not have Brendan in this conversation. I just feel like that would be sketchy. I just feel like it would be sketchy. Um, yeah, so, for trouble at that so, one. Yeah, so we specifically said, hey, bro, just get lost. No, I'm just kidding. Um, but we have a guest in their chair. So when you hear this music, which will change in season two, but for today, I don't remember this part, <laughs> but we got Bonnie <laughs> Pew <Pugh> in the <laughs> Oh my goodness. I don't remember that. I-, I thought it was a little bit more chill, but oh. you know, anyways. Did you just I choose picked, like a random well, spot? I, I, I guess, yeah, took yeah. it up to the yeah, yeah. first chorus or whatever. <laughs> yeah, don't bore us. Get to the chorus. Yeah. That's Bonnie Pugh. Mm-hmm. Um, How are you? I'm doing good. We will have a better song for you in season two. That's great. Um, I promise. But that was the best we got with our royalty-free uh, <laughs> royalty free music. But how are you doing? How's life?
3: Yeah, it's going good.
0: Yeah? Yep. Ministry's good? Yes. Union movement? That's right. What are you guys working on these days?
3: Uh, right now I'm actually editing a manuscript for a book. Okay. Oh, that's parents. right. So I'm—that's yes. one thing I'm, I'm aiming to get done before the end of summer. Okay. Yeah.
0: That's amazing. Not to
3: have it printed, but to have it, like just content ready to send to an. Uh,
0: have you? You've been writing for a while, right? I think Brian was telling me that. Yeah. 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 So that's, that's huge. A,
3: that's a big one, and yeah. And then I got a you know a couple family birthdays coming up next week, so that's on my mind as a mom, yeah. and yeah. So I've got camping coming up.
0: Come on, are you guys tent campers or? camper vans or camper trailers or what?
3: Yeah. Well, I'm actually doing my first ever overnight hike on the weekend. Oh. So that's going to be carry my tent up a hill. Oh. And do that. Just sleep. Yeah. I'm going to try. With some people nice. who have done it before. So yeah. That's yeah. yeah. Good. Okay. okay. So that, but normally we do, um, yeah, we use our, my in-laws trailer.
0: Okay. Yeah. yeah. So it's
3: glamping they call it.
0: Glamping. Yeah. <laughs> glamping. You know what? I We did, my wife and I, we did um, you know, actually we should introduce our guest.
1: Yeah, sure. Why not? I think so. I think yeah. it's in, like I'm going to share it's a story time. right now. Yeah. So
0: we have the best guest we've ever had in the entire world. We have my wife, Michelle Marcus. Um, no theme song today because she's not in third chair. But when she does come to third chair, we have me playing a dinky line on a keyboard. But uh, Michelle Marcus, how are you?
2: Good. Happy to be here. This
0: is so awesome. So we went camping a long time ago and we tried using a tent and the air mattress had a bunch of holes in it and there's like just rocks. It was just like not a good time. And so I think I really appreciate glamping. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, comment below. What do you guys do? Just kidding. <laughs> you don't have to comment below. Um, but uh, you're doing well. Yes. Life's good. Life's great. You're getting ready to teach our uh, five-year-old kindergarten. Yes.
2: He starts kindergarten and yep. I'm more excited than he is.
0: That's true. Yes. Because he thought, so we're homeschooling um and we've had a couple episodes where we've talked about some of the things that are happening in schools Mm -hmm. and so we thought you know what i trust her theology um with all that stuff (laughs) and so let's just have her teach at home and i know you're super pumped and you have a lot of experience of course but um our son assumed that uh all his friends were coming to the class as well and uh when he realized it's just him and mom it's like Oh, that's a, a, little a, <laughs> a little bit of a bummer, but you know what? It's going to be great. Um, so we're going to be talking about stuff. I just want to make a little disclaimer. I think we're supposed to make this oh, disclaimer. Oh, yeah, we've been told. Chris, I don't I don't know who told us. Someone told us. Someone in the office. Someone in the office told us that we have to make sure people are aware that that skit that happened right before this episode, um, Bonnie is not, in fact, a nun. That is correct. So we just had to... Say it out. We just have to just say it. Put it out. There. <laughs> just put it out there. She left that life. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding.
3: I'm just kidding. I'm just having images of a sister act in my head <laughs> yeah. right now.
0: Uh-huh. Oh, that's a great, that's a classic. Um, okay, so we have to say that. Now we've said it. Disclaimer's out. Nice. We can get on with the program, which I'm super pumped about. So we're going to be talking about something um, that is, you know, sometimes we have guests and we just talk through a bunch of stuff and we get good, solid answers. I feel like this conversation we might leave still with questions because it's hard for us to kind of gauge, but there are some things that are very clear. And so we're talking about biblical modesty today, and I thought it'd be a great conversation to have since it's summer, it's hot, and, um, you know, what does the Bible say or what can we learn through scripture to help us navigate, you know, when we go to the beach, do I wear my in-doubt thong or... Oh. <laughs> Not thong, I meant speedo. Because it says it on the bum. (laughs) Okay. Marcus is shaking his head. Chris is turning red. I want to die right now. I'm just kidding. I think we should keep all that. It's okay that I flubbed. I don't have an in-doubt thong. It's a speedo. I don't even have an in-doubt speedo.
1: The whole joke It's just... Another so, thing that's clear. We had to clarify that Bonnie wasn't a nun.
0: <laughs> we also we must can. clarify, if you go to in slash store, there is no in-doubt thongs or speedos. Gosh, I'm sweating. It's getting hot. Um, I might have to undo this top. No, I'm going to keep it. Modest is <laughs> honest. Okay, so um, we're going to talk about biblical modesty. Lord, help me. Um, I'm going to stop talking because I think that's probably pretty wise. I do not know why they hired me for this job, but here we are. Um, so I want to dive into um, all things modesty related and what we need to be reminded of and the questions we need to ask ourselves You know, before we go to church, before we go to the beach. It's not just a, a certain place. It's everywhere we go. How can we glorify God? And so, um, Michelle... Tell us where, um, you know, you've been thinking about this for the last few weeks. We've just been kind of talking about this at home. And I think you become more and more passionate about this. And you decide, okay, I want to read as much as I can. But tell us where this initial conversation and thought started. We almost have to give a shout out today. Yes. To someone. Yeah.
2: Yes. So our, our good friend, John, who painted our house recently.
0: John, shout out. You're watching. I know you're watching.
2: You did a great job.
0: You did a great job.
2: <laughs> um yeah, he was talking with us that one evening and he said that he ran into some fellow Christians in a grocery store one day and you know, brothers in the Lord, they just got talking and they were talking for so long about the things of God and just sharing our, their testimonies and these stories and they were I guess new in town, so John said, "Hey, like if you don't have a church, like come check out my church." And the first question that these guys asked was, "Do your women wear pants?" And he was like, um, uh, "Yeah, I guess, I guess a lot of them do." And then they responded with, well, "How could you go to a church that treats your women like prostitutes?" And I was like, "What? <laughs> like, is that in the Bible? Like, I've read the Bible so many times, and I feel like I missed that that verse or that chapter. Like, what is he? What are they talking about?" And it really piqued my interest, like. These are these are fellow believers in the Lord, like they love the Lord and they really think that this is true, like where are they getting it from? Mm-hmm. So that kind of led me into really diving into what does scripture say? And I, I figured out that <clears throat> God writes about it a lot. Mm-hmm. It's not just a few verses here and there. Um, it's Genesis to Revelation, and so God clearly cares about it. Even in the New Testament, 19 out of the 27 books specifically mention clothing mm. or modesty. So God cares about it, and so I need to care about it. And I need to know what it says. Hmm.
0: So what are some of the findings you found as you've kind of explored Scripture? Because that's kind of the foundation where we have to. There's nowhere else we can turn. Yeah. So what did you find out as you kind of started studying
2: yeah well everybody seems to have their personal convictions and opinions Mm. and especially these fundamental guys who our friend ran into they had very strong opinions so i'm like okay like i just want to know what god has to say about it like let's go there first so it starts in genesis and it's adam and eve in the garden and god makes them without clothes and you know i've heard some commentators say they were clothed in god's glory Mm. so they didn't, yeah, they didn't need any at that point. And then they eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Sin enters into the world into them. And all of a sudden, the first thing they realize is that they're no longer naked and unashamed. Their nakedness is shameful and they need to cover it up. And so the first thing God does after he deals with the consequence of their sin is he takes a look at their... There are fig leaves, and it's like that's insufficient. That doesn't meet my standards. Like this is I've, some translations call it an apron, mm-hmm. or like just a loin cloth. Like it's a belt with some fig leaves hanging, covering very minimal skin. And God says, um, you know, what? I need to bring this up to my standard. Let me let me do He one better. And He 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 makes the first sacrifice and clothes them with coats of skins. And so there's this beautiful picture obviously that I don't want to overlook for one second of God covering our sins mm-hmm. with his righteousness yeah. and and that's like that's like the main point of of that but at the on the other side of the coin nobody is naked afterwards like everybody wears clothes after that and throughout the bible your nakedness is is still shameful, you cover up. You know, Adam and Eve aren't walking around naked anymore. Mm-hmm. They have to be covered. And so first off, we see that clothes are a symbol mm-hmm. of a spiritual reality um inside. Mm-hmm. So it's it's kind of like a reflection of of what has happened to them spiritually. So they've they've fallen, they're in a fallen state, and now they need. need these clothes that god has provided and then um so yeah it's it's a it's a very spiritual um symbol of what's an inward reality and then if we look all the way so it's all the way from genesis to revelation we see finally in revelation when john gets his glimpse into heaven Mm. and what are what are his people clothed with what are the elders the 24 elders sitting on the 24 thrones what do they have on they have on robes uh white robes um garments of white and crowns on their head and it's this beautiful symbol that god gave them these new robes Mm. he clothed them in in righteousness because that's what it represents it represents the the fulfillment of finally these are this is the righteousness of the saints that that christ has given to them that god has given to them And it fully meets God's standards and it's exactly what he wants them to wear to give him glory. Hmm. I love that. Yeah. That's beautiful. It's cool, right?
0: So this is a really, it's just a really hard thing to grapple with. So we read some of these passages and we think, okay, now it's 2023. A lot of things have changed. Obviously, women wear pants. Mm -hmm. And I think we're realizing, okay, it's not really necessarily about the pants themselves but what's happening inside
2: yeah and again it's a it's a spiritual symbol of an inward reality so Mm -hmm. if we're if we're focusing on okay seek first the kingdom of god and his righteousness and all these things will be added to us like if we're seeking first that's going to shine that's going to shine forth and it's going to be beautiful and like like god says um you know, he clothes the lilies of the field mm, right. and they're alive today and tomorrow they're thrown in the fire and well, how much more will he clothe you, oh, you of little faith. So don't worry about your life, what you eat, what you drink or what you wear. And the people who don't know God chase after all those things. So they're really worried about the, what they're going to wear. Mm-hmm. Um, but your heavenly father, he knows that you need them. So seek first the kingdom of God and all these things will be added to you. So... I just I from what I'm gathering here like there's mm-hmm. guidelines of of what you should and should not wear as far as like the symbols you're putting on your body mm-hmm. but the focus is your relationship with Christ and that's what's going to transform you and God will make you beautiful because mm. he clothes the lilies of the field and they're beautiful mm. so we don't have to think like God's going to clothe us in burlap sacks and like, yeah. he's going to make us beautiful.
3: And that, I think that's really key is that modesty. I like to think of it as a character trait more than yes. a style of dress. Exactly. You know, and I think
1: yeah.
3: like an example yes. I'll say to my kids and I've said to others, you know, is um, like if you were to meet somebody who is like a genius millionaire and they walked into, you know, your, like a, a party or something and they came in with just like a smile on their face wearing like just like everyday clothes, just like having down to earth conversation, you could describe them. You're not describing his clothes necessarily, but you're describing his personhood. You would say like, yeah, he's just a modest guy. Mm-hmm. It's like they have like a, they're not walking into the room like quick, everybody notice me. Mm. Yeah. And so I've said like, if someone were to wear like a head to toe scuba diving gear suit to a wedding, that would be immodest because mm-hmm. you'd walk into the room and everyone would look to you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I think some of this is like don't leverage your appearance, don't leverage your body, don't leverage your attraction for the sake of getting attention. Why are you so hungry for attention? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, and maybe the scuba guy would be like, I just feel comfortable in it. It's like, yeah, but you've still made a decision of what you're wearing and everyone else like you need to recognize your effect on everyone around you. Yeah. You know, and so I think that that, you know, this verse in Timothy and then yeah, First Peter three. It's kind of like, come on, like don't just have people look at the the outside of who you are. Like, yeah. and I I think, come on, I want to be more than a pretty face, and that's what God is saying. Like, come on, be known for what type of stuff you can do, mm-hmm. ladies. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: You know, and it should be like
0: yeah. I guess ladies and men, absolutely, because you know, dude going to the wedding in a scuba diving suit. Yeah, great example of just like it's not like we're all we're all seeking attention yeah. with what we're. How we're presenting ourselves yeah yes. so it works for both people absolutely so it's summertime right now mm-hmm. it's very hot yeah we go to the beach now it's like 40 degrees what like when we try to think of it in today that's where it gets a little challenging like because there's there's modesty for men and women mm-hmm. so it's like how do we apply and i think you had uh someone who quoted you quoted about like going into the closet and like our mm-hmm. prayer closet could you share that story because i think if we if that's our foundation mm-hmm. i think that'll be very helpful so mm-hmm. share that story
2: so there was uh, a woman who um loved the lord and she took the bible very literally and so when the Bible said to go into your closet and shut the door and pray to God in secret, she would literally go into her closet. She'd like make room on the floor every day and she'd shut the door and she'd pray inside her closet. And... Um, My she, mom
0: does that, by the way. She, yeah. turned, she converted her closet into a prayer closet. Your mom's cool. the best. Shut up. <laughs> I know you're watching. <laughs> <laughs> Biggest fan. All right.
2: <laughs> um. So... Yeah, she took she took the word at uh, Face value for what it said. And she would go into it. She was a very sweet woman. She had a very sweet spirit about her. She loved the Lord. And she would go into this closet and she would ask God every morning. She said, of these clothes that I have here today, what would you have me put on that would bring you the most glory? Mm. And I think that's... That's what my big takeaway is from studying modesty: is what can I put on that will bring you glory, God? Mm. The attention shouldn't be on me. Mm-hmm. I don't need to look flashy. I don't need to look extravagant. I don't need to look expensive. I need to look. I need to look like I'm glorifying God. Mm-hmm.
0: That's a big point. To even like not even talking about like immodest clothing, clothing as in like you know too much revealing of the skin, but even just like extravagant. Or like lavish, like fancy, mm-hmm. yeah. That's like another. That's what it says. Yeah, in yeah. First
2: Peter chapter three, it it specifically talks about the extravagance of the the women in Ephesus, and how there was such a class differentiation between mm-hmm. these <laughs> these women who were hosting these home churches, and you know, these these poor women who were coming in. And I can only imagine how that would have felt, wow. right? And so they deck themselves up in their most expensive stuff, mm. with their hair all done up and beautiful jewelry. And then it's like, well, <laughs> um, yeah, you know, Peter says to um, to not be extravagant, and to to dress humbly and modestly with self control. And mm. there was a reason for that. Um, and and it it makes me think about today's church a little bit. Like I know we want to give God our best, but I, I remember as a new believer coming to church and seeing everybody dressed to the nines mm. and being like, wow, like, okay. Three-piece
0: <laughs> dresses, crazy jewelry. Just yeah. Like bringing like, God your best.
2: You want to bring God your best. Do you, where's the focus
3: when you're bringing God your best? Mm. External then. And so then the people who maybe are poor or those who can't afford or didn't know the rule or sure. whatever, like then they feel yeah. just let out, like uh-huh. out of it. Mm-hmm. Interesting.
0: That's like when we did street ministry. Mm-hmm. You know, that was the example.
2: You'd like, wear your old jeans and an old hoodie and you just, you know. You
0: want to go fit in. You want to fit yeah. in. You You're don't want to
2: stand out.
0: Yeah. 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 So it's always about not standing out, it's always about giving God glory mm-hmm. and not being a distraction.
3: Or maybe standing out for the right reason.
1: Right. Because yeah. I'm, right. I'm
3: thinking sometimes mm. the, the thought of like, oh, women with a gentle spirit, then it's like, they're just going to be a doormat. They're just going to be cute mm. and smile in the corner. Uh-huh. But it's like, no, that God also wants, I mean and this is for men too, but like, I think when it comes to this conversation for women, it's like, and he also calls us to be bold mm. and to, you know, give our lives for others and to... Like that takes guts, mm-hmm. that takes inner strength, mm-hmm. you know? And so it's not just not standing out, but why are you standing out?
2: Yes, mm. for what? your good works. Yeah, right. Like like, like Paul says. Mm-hmm.
3: And I would say even like, the I think one piece of it, maybe this is where the, as a mom, this comes out, is like immodest clothes are not very practical. <laughs> like as a mom, I'm like, man, like I got taught, like I'm at the beach. It's like, I got to be able to be ready to go. And (laughs) And
1: I'm
3: like, I I can't adjust all the time. (laughs) So then. I can't
1: adjust all the time. It's true.
3: (laughs) So whereas if you're just there to be posed as an image to be looked at, then then maybe you can handle that. But I'm like, no, I want to live life. Like I want to be able to do stuff, not Mm -hmm. just be looked at. Mm -hmm. So. I think that's where some of those choices come from too. And so, if we're ready to serve and be known for good works, it's like we're gonna have to be mobile. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I like that.
0: (laughs) Mobile. (laughs) That's amazing. Um, So, so practically, I mean, obviously, we talked about the fact that the Bible doesn't give like a clear, "Hey, don't wear this, don't wear this, don't wear this. This is bad. This is good." Because the Bible is written for all people, for all generations, for all cultures. Some cultures, it is totally fine to have nude beaches. Or some cultures, like in Africa, women are walking around with no shirts and it's just, you know, it's just normal in their culture. Mm -hmm. But we were talking to our pastor yesterday about some of those things and he said, well, even when he was in Africa and it was like, as soon as they saw him, they instantly kind of ran and hid because they know the foreigner will see, you know, and so it's like everyone knows deep down inside. Okay, maybe it's not fully okay. Mm. Mm. And so there's there's also like, I guess like a God given, you know, discernment that maybe a lot of people ignore, and kind of go against. Are you thinking something right now? Oh, okay. I thought. You were. Anyways, um, but I just wonder like, and even for men too, like, we just have to be very mindful of. I like that. Getting uh, the atten- the right attention for the right reason. I think that's huge. Um, and I know like, even at church on Sunday, sometimes people come dressed very, you know, I'm not saying everyone has to be in three-piece suits and, you know, whatever, but it's summertime, so people are coming to church dressed inappropriate, in my opinion. And so it's like, you were mentioning, it's in all all times. Like, so for men avoid being angry and quarreling and lifting up holy hands all the time women you know all the time be mindful of these things and so it's like an ongoing 24 7 giving god glory all the time with how we are how we act how we dress all that kind of stuff um i don't know if we can talk about this and maybe you guys can shed some light on it but what about the history of men like putting so much weight on women and what they're wearing and how they're causing men to always to stumble and all that kind of stuff, that probably caused a lot of damage in um, women. How do we, like, first explain maybe from your perspective what that looks like and maybe how we can, for the men who are listening, you know, be proactive and honoring? Good question.
3: Yeah, I know for sure that... Um I've heard a lot of stories of women who felt really like shamed mm. and just like their body must be bad mm-hmm. if it needs to be covered up or scared to, I don't know, just kind of like afraid of a, of a man's sex drive then, you know, of like, oh my gosh, what, this is, this must be crazy. And they, this goes into even like relationships of like uh, the shame of, um, you know, mm-hmm. I, this is a quote one of my friends, they she was told men are the gas girls have to be the brick and it's kind of the same mindset right of just kind of like it's just the way it is and so you're just going to have to live in the man's world and you're going to be objectified it's just men are visual what are you going to do and so i think that's the like it it swung way too far and it kind of forgot about the empowering presence of the holy spirit mm-hmm. in a man's life where it's mm-hmm. like no you can be free you could like you could start to think like Jesus mm-hmm. and you could interact with prostitutes in a way that would draw them to the kingdom. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean?
1: Mm-hmm.
3: In the way that Jesus did with Mary Magdalene and others. So um and so I I feel like I have a separate I'd have a separate conversation with the guys and the girls, yeah. you know, yeah. but we're all here together today. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I'd say to the guys like no, no, no. Like you can't shift the blame because you do live in this world. You do live in this culture. And if you just walk around angry, you know, um, it's not going to help you mm-hmm. overcome. Sometimes we, you know, we can get mad at pornography and say like, oh, it just objectifies women. But then, and they're they're the object to be consumed. But then sometimes in the church, women are objectified as the object to be avoided instead of right. seeing them as sisters, right? Mm-hmm. You start to see women as sisters or mothers or daughters. Like you go, oh, like, no, I'm not gonna think about them like that no matter what they're wearing, mm-hmm. right? So there's that piece. But then I go as, as women, I think we have, you know, you mentioned like nude beaches and stuff like that. I think we've underestimated the power of the beauty of a human body like Mm. that actually God made it that way for it to be Mm -hmm. a great gift and so much fun within the marriage covenant, Adam and Eve naked, not ashamed. Mm -hmm. They're stoked. And uh, we forget that there's no matter how many times you might see body parts, there's still power. There's still power there. Mm. And so as women, like don't underestimate the power of your own ability to attract, Mm. take that into consideration. And, uh, Mm. um, yeah,
0: that's a good word.
2: Yeah, that's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would just add to that, like the Bible is very clear on lust,
1: mm-hmm.
2: right? And it says if you're lustful, to gouge out your eyes. Mm-hmm. So that's that's a big that's a big responsibility on the part of men. Mm-hmm. You know, if we're if we're if we're victim blaming here and putting it all on the women, well, let's just mm-hmm. let's just hold up there for a
1: second. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I actually knew a guy who
3: he needed he needs to wear like really strong prescription glasses or contacts. And in the summertime, when he'd go to the beach, he just would leave the contacts out or leave the glasses out. So he was in a way like metaphorically gouging his eyes and being just like, you know what, it's really hard. I'm a young man going to the beach. I'll just make it a little easier on myself. So he just was proactive about it. And I'm like, good job.
0: Wow. That's amazing. Pro tip. That's cool. Yeah, pro tip. Pro tip. If you're watching and you have terrible vision. Shout out vision, Todd. Shout out Todd. <laughs> Todd, we see you. Yeah.
1: Yeah. You might not able to see us, but we see you. No.
0: That's why as I was starting to say it, I'm like, do I say that? Um, That's amazing though. Mm-hmm. It's like we need to take proactive steps. But there is freedom. You don't have to both sides, you know. Mm-hmm. But for men, it's like, no, you don't have to. You can overcome, you know. Yeah. And that's important. I think they a lot of men just think oh it's just that's just how I am. Like right. you no know? no. And we had that episode, you know, months back mm-hmm. with Sean Bonito and we talked about specific things for, you know, pornography and the damage it's done and the harm it's done and but there is freedom and there's freedom in this too, I think. Mm-hmm. We automatically assume we've lost but Christ is bigger. Um so what are some big takeaways for us um as we kind of wrap up thinking of today? I think I loved the asking God for men and women, what can I wear today or what can I do? What can I put on today? Mm -hmm. That'll just point people to you and give you glory. I think that's if every young person who's watching this today asked that question every time they left their house. Right. Mm -hmm. I feel like that would change the culture that they're in. That would legitimately change the culture they're in. So I encourage you, ask yourself that question. What can I put on today that will point people to God and give him glory? I think that's that's just huge. Um, also just the fact that it's not only, you know, how do we say it? it's not only what we're wearing, but it's just the scuba suit is not inappropriate, but it's just in the context of a marriage or wedding, you know, so it's just the attention aspect. Um, we don't want to be getting all the attention. I think that's just really important too. So with the conversation of like um, <clears throat> like, men wearing hats in church, <laughs> Chris, that's like we were talking about that earlier. But there were some similarities where it's like I think all the things clothing related comes to the heart. I think it's a heart thing. <laughs> and we need to ask ourselves, like for example, if someone's wearing something very inappropriate at the beach or at church, just asking Why? why are you wearing that um and so yeah
1: mm-hmm.
0: it's a it's a tough topic because there's not a lot of like uh I don't know when it's a hard thing or when there's not like a clearly don't mm-hmm. wear this mm-hmm. it's just like it's a hard hard thing I wish it was just like very
2: yeah there's no cut and dry answer no like wear this don't wear this yeah there might be but it's not written in scripture it's exactly not in scripture uh, for me that was that was a a big relief. That was a a lot of weight off my shoulders because when I heard this argument of like, oh, like you have to wear a dress, you have to wear, and I'm thinking, okay, so there's like a, apparently there's like a a list of things I I have to wear or I can't wear. And it's like, I've been going through this in my mind, like stressing about the details every time I get dressed these last few weeks. And it's like, well, at the end of the day, God says, don't worry about your clothes. Hmm. He says that. Mm-hmm. Don't worry That's about so what good. you're gonna wear. So if we're stressing about what we can and cannot wear, God says, "Don't. Hmm. Don't worry. Just trust me. I will clothe you. Ask me mm-hmm. what you you know. A- ask me what you should wear today. I'll tell you. I'll clothe you beautifully, hmm. modestly, decently, with self control, and He'll take care of it. And it's been has been very freeing for me. Actually, hmm. I I started off thinking that I had to fit into some kind of Christian box. And mm. I realized that that god God doesn't fit in a box,
0: interesting. So it's instead of it like being, oh, I wish it was so clear. You're yeah. kind of happy that
2: there's freedom
3: and
0: there's freedom, mm-hmm. yeah,
3: because yeah. yeah, even that, I think we do need to make space for different personalities. Yes, you know, it's like some like even there are some personalities that are more demonstrative and extravagant. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm not trying to contradict that scripture, but there is just like a, it's fun. And so I want to, I'm not trying. And I think, but I think that that person's heart, if they're a showboat and they want all the attention, we know that. But if they also can show up and then like, oh no, you go ahead of me in line or here, let me, let me take, like, let Mm -hmm. me fill, get you a drink of water. Like, it's like, they might be like a loud personality yeah yeah but they're still serving and there's they're using their unique personality for good so i don't want people to feel like they have to like oh i guess i can't wear the red shoes or i can't wear the the funny pattern shirt because it's going to get attention it's like nah just yeah just balance it out with servanthood like with taking care of people
0: yeah Yeah. does that make sense
2: gentle quiet spirit right Yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah 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 that's really good and i think we even talked about like um you know, two people could be wearing the exact same outfit and one mm. could be immodest and one could be modest. I agree. Yeah. So it's like, okay, it's far beyond again, okay, two crazy pattern shirts. One person could wear it and for some reason they're getting all the attention and it's super weird and it's uncomfortable. And you can just tell there's something deeply inside that's different than a person who's like, oh, I'm just, I just think this shirt's kind of fun. Right. And they're just going about their life and serving and loving. And it's not a part of, anything they're just wearing it it's
2: not a part of their identity too, yes right. so it
0: kind of goes back to that deuteronomy thing yeah. a, so much of what we wear is a part of our identity yeah okay so circling back to the pants because i want to make sure that we're very clear that uh, you know someone who's watching right now is wearing pants as they're watching we're not telling you you know you're a horrible Christian. <laughs> In the context of this situation, you're laughing so hard. I'm like,
3: I'm just like, as opposed to not wearing pants, I'm glad they're wearing pants. Oh. Oh, okay. <laughs> that's what so was-
0: that's what, okay, so yeah, okay, so wear something, you know, <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> driving to work and you know, anyways, uh, uh, be covered, but um, obviously, there's a lot of context in that uh, moment. So. We're not saying wearing pants in 2023 is wrong. But we did have a good conversation. We talked about, you know, 50 years ago, um, <laughs> it was very clear when you go to like a bathroom and you see the woman's sign with the dress and then man with the pants. Right. So they're very distinct. And I'm just noticing as time goes on, 50 years later, it's not so distinct anymore. And I wonder what's going to happen in 50 years or even in five years. You know, you see all these award ceremonies of like music awards or actor awards. And there's, you know, men wearing full dresses and it's like trendy now for a man to wear a dress. Um, So it's like there is a lot of, you know, it's getting blurrier and blurrier. And so maybe that's why some of these fundamental guys are like, no, no, like we just we don't want it to be a slippery slope. So I kind of understand their yeah. their hearts, mm-hmm. but I wonder today pants wouldn't necessarily culturally be wrong,
2: yeah, I totally um I get where they're coming from
1: mm-hmm.
2: um thinking about the argument you use, like there's a distinction between a dress and pants in the context of man and woman, especially if we're looking you know historically mm-hmm. fifty years ago or so. Um, so you know, those those people who only wear, you know, the women who only wear dresses, mm-hmm. are they wrong? I don't think so. Like I think that they're doing their best to honor to honor God. Well, I would hope that they're doing their best to honor God and not putting on an outward appearance for the sake of yeah. appearing to be righteous. But I mean, if that's their biblical conviction before God, like all the power to you. If, mm. if you feel like God is calling you to, to, to embrace your your femininity and wear a dress every day, like God bless you in that pursuit. And we'll all have to stand before God um, one day, and and we'll have to, you know, we'll, we'll answer to Him for what mm-hmm. for what He has called us to, and and if He's called you to really be, go after that femininity and just. Be as feminine as you can and address, go for it. Mm-hmm. Um, but in our culture today, it is is very acceptable for women to wear pants. It's normal. Mm-hmm. It's there it is feminine, I would argue in a lot mm-hmm. of senses. So um I wouldn't say it's always masculine to wear pants.
1: Yeah, for sure.
2: That's just my interpretation of where I'm at right now. Ask me again in a year and I might change my mind yeah. on that. I think yeah. God's working on my heart in that area, and and I and I hope everybody would, you know be asking God to to work on yes. their hearts. Yeah. Um as far as what we put on. So
1: Yeah.
0: And we wanted to make sure that we're very clear that we're not um judgmental or we're not saying, hey, totally. if you wear this or wear that. Like we're not saying you were mentioning we're not the police, like we're just like, kind of policing everybody. Yeah. It's like you take it up to the Lord. Yeah. And, you know We just
3: I don't think we have we don't have the right and we don't there's not enough time in the day. Yeah. To be like just going into s- social settings and criticizing and guessing people's motivations, and yeah. this is more
1: mm-hmm.
3: like each of us has to take ownership for. It. And this, I mean, this conversation is for an audience that hopefully is like serious about following Jesus, and they're going, "How can I follow Him best?" Yeah. So ask for yourself, and yeah. then, um, yeah, it's and then make sure that you know how to look people in the eye, regardless of what they're lo- what what they dress like.
0: Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, it's good. Yeah, we're not here to say do this, don't do that. Except for the yeah. person if they're not wearing pants, listening to this. And yeah, I say put something. Like, on. Just put something on. Yeah, yeah. Um, a kilt. Do a kilt. Anything. Yeah. It's like you know. <laughs> um, no, that's amazing, and and I think it's true. It's like you you take it up to the Lord, and like you said, we're gonna be an account. Like we're gonna have an account. You know, when we yeah. see him, um, and so. I think it's really important so so now culturally there was things that happened throughout scripture Uh, we talk about like head coverings for example um that's a big debate and people talk about head coverings a lot what are your findings in scripture about specifically head coverings
2: um yeah so from my understanding in the new testament um there were a lot of cult prostitutes at that time who were distinct in that they didn't wear head coverings mm-hmm. often they would even have a shaved head
1: mm-hmm.
2: and so um wearing a head covering was was a, a a distinction to show that you're actually not a prostitute you're a holy woman of god this is how you show that you're that you're righteous and that you follow god
0: mm-hmm. so in context they were showing that they weren't prostitutes
2: they were setting themselves apart from those who did not yeah yeah
0: so I wonder, like, 2023, we're not wearing head coverings, but it's still relatable to, hey, you know, present yourself as mm-hmm. godly.
2: We are still ambassadors of Christ, and mm-hmm. we should look the part. We shouldn't take that lightly. Like, we should look like, you know, we're we're proud to represent Christ, to represent him, mm-hmm. and um, we should be set apart in our dress yeah. from, you know, From the prostitutes and from people who don't Mm. follow Christ, right? I'm just thinking about
3: like what you said there is so interesting because it says 1 Corinthians 6 where it talks about Paul's like, hey, just don't be deceived. Like these certain types of people, like those who are practicing lawlessness, they're not going to inherit the kingdom of heaven. And he includes in there, you know, fornication and adultery. And and Corinth was like a hub Mm -hmm. for like it was temple worship with sexual immorality. Mm -hmm. And that. but what Paul says there is he goes, and such were some of you, Mm -hmm. you were washed, you Mm -hmm. were sanctified, you were justified because of the Lord Jesus Christ. So I go, how fascinating that there would be women and men likely, but let's just even say women who had shaved their heads, who then came to be a part of the church and their hair would slowly grow back. Mm. And so everyone in the, I mean, in a way, by having a head covering, we could be offering her dignity. Mm. Where we're saying, Hey, listen, we know what you might have been before, but you get fresh start here. Mm. You know? And so but also in our dress, sometimes we're kind com- people are coming out of a system of the world where it's like, and I'm thinking of actually a friend of mine who this was her this was the case, like she dressed a certain way. She would go clubbing and then she started coming to church. And I could see the Holy Spirit was working on her. And slowly her dress started to change, you know, her hair started to grow out. And so it's like we need to be Mm -hmm. patient with each other, with people around us and go, you know what, like maybe they've gone through some stuff and maybe Mm. they're trying to learn what this new identity might look like to not be
1: Mm -hmm. mm -hmm,
3: the prostitute, Mm -hmm. the one who's used but not held, you know, Mm. and so to have mercy on each other Mm. when we're in those corporate settings.
0: Yeah, that's yes. huge. That's so good.
2: I also think of um like Christian women who do cover their hair and you know their their motivation behind that and we have to think what it looked like in the in the New Testament church. Um when those women did cover their hair it wasn't like a little like kerchief thing like mm. you you often see today it was probably looked probably more something similar to what a muslim woman would wear mm-hmm. where her hair is fully fully mm-hmm. covered and so like not not really always sure what we what we're doing
1: yeah mm. yeah
0: so paul washer i'm a huge fan of paul washer paul washer is amazing um but you mentioned that you read something that his wife wrote specifically on Uh, biblical modesty
2: Mm -hmm. she kind of has a a go-to saying that your clothes should be a frame for your face from which shines the glory of god Mm. um, instead of a frame for your body so Mm. just a little practical tip if you're standing in front of the mirror and you want to ask yourself is this a frame for my face or am i framing am i framing body parts
0: wow that's very practical
3: yeah that's significant yeah yeah. And I know, as w- for women, different like there's so many different body shapes that make it so much difficult to be like, well, I don't know how to hide. this. So it's like, yeah, again, no shame, yeah. no shame. Yeah, if your body frame, I could. I'm if I can make a rhyme. Well, I, I was don't know. Say, if I whoa, 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 whoa! <laughs> give <laughs> me another one. I need another uh, rhyme. Lame. <laughs> I don't.
0: <know. laughs> I got nothing.
3: Oh, dang it. Dang Anyways, it. <laughs> but don't feel shame for the body that God has given you. Yeah. Take care of the body God has given you. Yeah. We are integrated beings: body, soul, spirit. Yeah. Mm. Not one part is meant to be elevated above the other and the other part's forgotten. It's like, take care of yourself. Mm -hmm. The Lord, like love the Lord with your body, soul Mm -hmm. and
0: spirit. Yeah. You know, that's good. That's good. I love it. Do you feel like we missed anything?
1: No, I don't think so. I mean, I think the point that you made about with, uh, not victim shaming and, you know, it's not the woman's fault for
0: what men do. I think. Yeah. Because you mentioned the head, like the, can we talk about like the heterites or whatever? Oh, the hederites? Hutterite. What did I say, hederites? <laughs> if you're watching and you're a Hutterite. <laughs>
1: I'm just
0: kidding. I'm no, so sorry. They, oh, yeah. Well, do you have I guess it's internet? Wait.
1: <laughs> I'm so sorry. Okay. Well, it's just uh, that, like, <laughs> men will find, like, with the Hutterite example, yes. it's like, even if there's just an ankle showing, yes. I've heard stories about, like, oh, check out that ankle. You know, like, yeah. In man's sinful yeah. na- nature nature. Yes. You'll find something to lust after, even if the woman's fully clothed. Yes. It's not the woman's fault. Yes. So
0: Yeah. And yeah. what did you say about that couch of the Victorian oh, whatever? That speaking, that was of, crazy. speaking of speaking <laughs> of legs and ankles. Yeah. Right.
3: I had heard that in the Victorian age, you know, like those old couches, they would put like a rim of fabric at the bottom around the couch to cover up the couch legs, just in case seeing legs might do something <laughs> like that. <laughs> Yeah, And then I also have heard a story of um, archaeological finds of caves where there was groups of men, probably like monk kind of people trying to escape immorality. And they would go to these caves and hide away and just be like, okay, I'm just going to get away from the women. Um, And then they would find pornographic carvings in the cave. So it's like it follows you if you don't like you need Jesus, like you need a a regeneration of the soul of the spirit in order to take take those thoughts captive and find freedom and just think differently um, than the world does about bodies you know about humans
0: yeah that's good that's good um this is a great conversation and i think it's very timely um as we you know approach very hot a very hot season
3: bring a spray bottle to the beach you know just cool down
0: just cool down yeah just get in the water wear full pants full shirt you know hat toque you know and just a spray bottle yeah you'll be you'll be happy You'll be happy. Ice cream. No, Eat ice cream. <laughs> yeah. cool no, but I think it's just ask these questions. Ask, why am I wearing certain things? And I, I really truly believe if you ask those questions and you spend time with God and in his word, he will give you answers. I promise you he will give you answers. And he will prompt you. He will speak to you. And you will be able to discern and hear his voice on what is distraction for people and what is pointing people to him uh and that's you know all week at the beach at church wherever you go the mall etc and so ask god spend time with him be in his word um i really appreciate uh both of you michelle thanks for coming on the show i feel like i had to twist her arm a little bit but you know fun fact uh, she came on third chair once and her video like made our ministry viral and it was awesome so i'm like if and then your video too there's one that you did, one reel that you did, and that went uh, viral too. So I'm just like, if I can get both of them in the room, I'm
1: Watch out. sure
0: Ben will give me a raise. So Ben, if you're watching, you're probably not. <laughs> just kidding. Oh, I love it. But um, thank you so much for both of you being here. I really appreciate it. And it's such a great conversation. And I hope uh, we got some tips, some tools, some resources that we could use. But also I know there's more questions. And so bring it to God, bring it to your pastors, and um, let's try to be... You know, for men and women, let's just be mindful of how we uh, present ourselves everywhere we go. Happy Monday. God bless you guys. And we'll see you next week. I am,
1: I am. I think I am. I know I am. I am proud I am. I pray I am. God knows I am a really modest man